being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation, that mean they got mad at her or they judged her within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might, been, have, might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me, for ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye, ye will, ye may do them good, but me you have not always. Verse 8 says, She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. I want to talk to us tonight, today, about from this familiar passage of Scripture. Verse 8, Jesus spoke to this lady and said, She hath done what she could. And that's what I want to preach to us tonight. She hath done what she could. Let's lift our hands and ask God's anointing to be with us in this place today. Father, we love you. We're thankful for your mercy and your grace. We're thankful for the privilege that we have to be in your house. Hallelujah. Reach over to the person beside you and connect your faith with their faith just for a minute. I believe God is going to speak to us today in a powerful way. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Let your power, let your glory, let your spirit move into this place, God. We love you with all of our heart and our mind and our spirit, God. In Jesus' name, come on, let's love him together. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I believe this is a word from the Lord today. If we would have a theme for 2024, we don't have a theme. But if we did, it would be uh, the attitude of this lady. She hath done what she could. I believe this is the attitude that we need to have in the spirit of the church in 2012. We need to do what we can. Amen. I want to do what I can for the kingdom of God. Come on, I want to do all that I can for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. In Mark chapter 14, Jesus is in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. And uh, no doubt, Simon had been healed by Jesus because if he was a leper right then, uh, he would probably be somewhere else and people wouldn't be going to his house for dinner. And a woman with an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, came to Jesus and she broke the box and poured it on his head. This was an expression of love that she wanted to give the master. And her expression of love was misunderstood by others, but it was not misunderstood by Jesus. It was commended. And in fact, Jesus tells those around him to let her alone. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes we need to just tell some people in the church, just let them alone. 
Don't try to correct them. Don't try to control them. Let them worship. Let them weep. Let them cry. Let them pour out their heart to God. Let them give to, of, of themselves unto God. Hallelujah. Sometimes in the Pentecostal church, the apostolic Pentecostal, we get a little bit too buttoned up. We get a little bit too dignified. We get a little bit too uh, sophisticated for our own good. Hallelujah. I believe that we need a church. Hallelujah. That uh, uh, we're running the aisles. We're dancing in the spirit. Uh, we're, we're, we're speaking in tongues. We're... We're rolling in the floor. There's people that are that are weeping. Amen. And I, I know that are, there'll be some of us that'll say, well, why don't we do something about this one? Why can't we be a little bit more dignified? Why can't we have a little bit more decorum in the church? I believe we just need to say, let them alone and let them give their sacrifice to God. Amen. We may not understand it, but Jesus does. We may not understand the reason of their praise and then their worship. We may not understand the reason of their sacrifice. Jesus said she has been forgiven much, so she's going to praise much. Hallelujah. Maybe God delivered that person from an addiction. Maybe God delivered that person from a bondage. Maybe God just healed their body. Maybe God just strengthened them and showed up. We don't know what What's going on in their life? Amen. So we just let them alone and let God have his way. And, and bear in mind, that don't mean that we don't believe in doing things decently and in order. Because God is a God of order. He is a God of order. Jesus said, let her alone. She hath done what she could and her sacrifice is going to be remembered forever and I want to say this again and I feel this in the Holy Ghost I feel this uh, I started Sunday it continued Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday but I feel this in the Holy Ghost this is the spirit the spirit of this woman is what needs to permeate the church of 2024 not just this local church, but the corporate church. God's Spirit needs to permeate this place. We need to come with a desire to give Him all that we can. She desired to do what she could, and that's my desire for 2024. I want to do what I can in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. She was not concerned about anyone or anything else. She was not concerned about what others would or would not do. No doubt there were others there that day that had come to express their love for Jesus. She did not compare herself with them. She did not measure her offering or her sacrifice or her love or her worship to theirs. Her worship was her worship. Her expression was her expression. Her love was her love. Hallelujah. She came to give her best. 
She wanted to give her best sacrifice. She wanted to give her best service. And she wanted to give her best surrender. Hallelujah. So Jesus said she hath done what she could. Hallelujah. Once again, I want to give my best to God. Come on, I want to give my best to God. I want to give my best to the church. I want to give my best to the cause of revival. I want to give God everything that I have. There is no time to hold things back. There is no time to put a limit on what we give God. We must give Him our best sacrifice. We must give Him our best service. We must give Him our best surrender. We will have this spirit. I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. I want to pause just for a moment. I've got a lot of other things that God wants me to say, but I just want to pause for a moment. But if we will have this spirit that says, God, when I walk into the doors of this church, it's going to be all about you and nothing else. If we will have this spirit that when we wake up in the morning, it's simply... God, I'm not going to just go through the daily routine. I'm not just going to finish my day and come back and tuck myself into bed and start another day. But today, somehow, I'm going to find a way to give you my best. Hallelujah. Oh, we need this spirit that will overwhelm us. Hallelujah. We can't worry about what everybody else is doing. We can't worry about what they're giving or what they're not giving. We cannot measure ourselves to anyone else. We know that's a, the scripture says that we fall into peril and danger when we measure and we judge ourselves against our brother and our sister. Hallelujah. I don't care what you do. I don't care what your sacrifice is. All I know is I know what mine is going to be. I know what my surrender is going to be. I know what my allegiance to God is going to be. I know what my love for God is going to be. It's kind of been a theme, Brother Anthony, in the church today, preaching about the love of God. Hallelujah. And God loves us so much, we got to love Him back even more. And if nobody else loves Him, I'm still going to love Him. If nobody else serves him, I'm still going to serve him. If nobody else praises him, hallelujah, I'm going to give my best to God. Hallelujah. And I pray this becomes the spirit and the desire of our church. And I felt it last Sunday as we moved into this beautiful place of communion and receiving the Lord's Supper, and as the Holy Ghost began to move into this place, I felt us moving 
a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer to God. I felt it Tuesday night as the Holy Ghost moved into this place and we began to take prayer requests and we began to pray for one another and God's Spirit began to move. It It just seemed like the sacrifice and the commitment and the dedication and the surrender came, got a little bit more. And then Wednesday, when we began to surrender ourselves in obedience, and we began to do as Jesus did, humbly, humbly, as a servant, began to give ourselves to our brother and our sister, and we began to wash their feet. God began to take us a little bit further, and here we are today, and God is speaking to us one more time today. God's power and the Holy Ghost is speaking to us one more time today. We don't have time to play around. We don't have time to hold anything back. There is no time to wait. Hallelujah. This could be the day that the trump of God sounds. This could be the day that he calls us back home. Hallelujah. So today, I want to give God my best sacrifice. I want to give God my best service. And I want to give God my best surrender. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and love him today. I know I'm pausing for a minute, but I want to follow after what the Holy Ghost is speaking to us today. Today is day seven of our focused day of prayer and fasting. And it's not an accident that God would give me this word to preach to us several weeks ago and lay on my heart. When today's focus, prayer focus, is obedience and submission. That's what God needs out of the church in 2024 is the spirit of obedience and the spirit of submission. Hallelujah. I want to submit my God, myself to God's will and God's purpose for my life and for his calling. I want to be obedient to his way and to his will and to his word. I want day seven not just to be a day that we check off the prayer list and say I've accomplished that for my 21 days of prayer but I want something to well up in me. I want something to change in me. Hallelujah. I want to leave this church hallelujah today more submitted more committed, more obedient, hallelujah, more surrendered than I ever have in my life. Because there is no time to hold back. I said it a few months ago, we might have had the luxury to take it easy a few years ago. We might have had the luxury 
to hold back and just coast in our relationship with God a few months or years or whatever time ago you want to put on the calendar. But today, we don't. Today, we don't. Because Jesus is getting ready to come back. And I've got to be ready. Hallelujah. I can only be ready if I give him my best sacrifice. The apostle said we offer our bodies unto him a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Hallelujah. I can only be ready if I offer God my best service. Hallelujah. I've got to work for the kingdom of heaven. I've got to labor for the kingdom of heaven. I've got to get myself, my body, my mind, and my my spirit and my finances involved in the kingdom of heaven. I've got to give him my best. I can't get ready unless I'm ready to give him my best surrender. I surrender it all to you, God. I withhold nothing from you. That's what God is asking from us. And I know this is a tall task sometimes for us to try to accept and apply to our life because our humanity we don't like doing the things that God asks us to do our natural spirits will always be at war with our spiritual man there will always be a struggle trying to submit our, our, our flesh and our will and our desires to God and the enemy of our soul will always come in and tell us oh it's not worth the effort and it's not worth it just throw in the towel and just give up and even worse than giving up what he convinces the apostolic Pentecostal to do is to sit on a pew and coast my dad said this one time when he was preaching at a, a at general conference and it made a lot of people upset when he said this but that was my dad. He didn't worry about what people, if they got happy or not. But he said this. He said, I would rather my children to be lost than sitting on a pew cold and dead. In fact, he took it a little bit further and he said, I would rather my sons and my daughters my sons to be sitting on bar stools and, 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 and my daughters to be uh, uh, doing the things that ungodly women shouldn't do than to sit on a pew and just coast. You know why? Because God can usually deal with a sinner, Brother Billy, way more than he can deal with a saint. God can prick the heart of an unbeliever a lot easier than he can prick the heart of somebody who thinks they've got it all figured out. God can touch the heart of someone who's cold and hungry, hallelujah, a lot easier than he can feel the heart of somebody that says, God, I've already got enough and I don't need any more. 
Because the scripture says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. Hallelujah. And I don't want the spirit of ease to come into my heart and my life in the church. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if I've served God for six years, 60 minutes, or 60 years. There has to be something in my heart and my life. I've got to still be the same giver. I've got to still be the same prayer warrior. I've got to still be the same faithful saint as I I was amen it often surprises me I'm way off on my notes I shouldn't even turn my iPad on it often surprises me but it shouldn't that oft times it's usually the 30, 40, 50, 60 year believer that begins to say I no longer need to do those things. I've prayed enough. I've been faithful enough. I've given enough. I don't need to surrender this anymore. I don't want that spirit to come into the church. Hallelujah. You see, because we young ones, and I classify myself as a young one, I'm still young. We young ones still need to look at you and see that faithful saint of God is still pushing through. That faithful saint of God, she's still paying her tithes. She's still worshiping. She's still coming around the altar on a walker if she has to. She's still standing and clapping her hands. He's still praying and surrendering. He's not neglecting the prayer room. When there's a work day, he still shows up. Hallelujah. You know what? We got to have that church. And, and you know what? Saints of God, you senior saints, I'm putting a big burden on you because we are watching you of your faithfulness, your obedience to the kingdom of God because we are patterning our lives after you after your holiness after your righteousness after your faithfulness so I've got to give my best regardless of how old, how young how long I've served God regardless of how long I've sat on a pew and what I've done for the service of the kingdom of heaven. There is no time to quit. There is no time to wait. There is no time to hold anything back. Hallelujah. We must give our best sacrifice, our best service, and our best surrender to God. I hope you like this. I hope this is okay. She gave her best sacrifice. She broke a box of ointment and poured it on the head and the feet of Jesus. We know that this ointment was valued about 300 pence. A pence was the daily wage, average wage for a worker in her time. It would have taken her 300 days to earn the value of her sacrifice. 
her sacrifice would have accumulated to the approximate cost of $15,000 in today's market. That was her sacrifice. Amen. And you think God and I ask you surrender just a little bit. What if God spoke to us today and said, hey, this is what I want you to surrender to God. Give me 300 days worth of your living. But he doesn't ask that. He only asks for 10% of our living. He only asks for our worship and our heart's desire. He only asks for our complete surrender to Him. Hallelujah. He always leaves enough for us. Hallelujah. I want to give everything that I have to God. She gave her best service. The words of Jesus summed up the depth of her spirit and her attitude. She had done everything that was in her power. Jesus said she hath done what she could. No doubt, Brother Anthony, if she could have done more, she would have done more. No doubt if she could have surrendered more, she could have surrendered more. But Jesus, knowing the scope of her love and her compassion and the sacrifice, commending her for what she did, knew that she had done what she could. Hallelujah. So Jesus was making a statement more than just actions, but he was making a, a statement of spirit and attitude for those that were around him to see. No doubt they had done. No doubt there were those that had come to show their love and appreciation and their desire and their commitment to the Master. Hallelujah. But he did not look at anyone of those and say you have done what you could because there's no doubt they could have done more but when Jesus looked at her he was preaching a message of condemnation to the scoffers and to the self-righteous and to those that thought they had it all together and to those that thought they knew what it took to please God and he was looking at them and saying no it's not enough yet let me give you a testimony of something right here she has done all that she could she has done what she could so let her alone leave her alone and basically what he was saying brother swift until you've done all you can do don't criticize her until you've done all you can do don't talk about her until you've done all that you can do Don't worry about her. Worry about yourself. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to preach a message to her, to you through her. It's more than the $15,000 of sacrifice or 300 days of wages of labor that she brought. She did it all. There were many things she could not do for Jesus, but anointing his head and his feet 
and breaking the costly box of ointment was what she could do. And when her opportunity presented itself, she took advantage of it and she gave her best. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody today and letting them know that the opportunity is presenting itself to you today. There's not going to be a better day. There's not going to be a better opportunity. There's not going to be a better chance. Hallelujah. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, today is the day of salvation. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, today is the day to be baptized. If you need a deliverance, hallelujah, today is the best day to be delivered. Hallelujah. If it's time for you, if all those things are true in your life, if you've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've been baptized in Jesus' name, and you've been delivered from addiction, but there are some things that you have been holding back from God, there's an opportunity presented to you today. I want to take advantage of it. Come on, I said I want to take advantage of it. I don't want to let a moment pass me by. I don't want my sacrifice and my testimony and my spirit. Hallelujah. I don't want it let it I want it to be surrendered unto him. Because I want my life to be a testimony, a living a testimony, epistle read of men, hallelujah. And when I give my sacrifice, when I give my surrender, when I give my all, when I give my service, hallelujah, God will use me in an example and he will say, leave him alone. Because he's done What he could. I want to be this on the side of the testimony, not on the side of condemnation. I want Jesus to say of me and of this church and of you in 2024, they have done all they could, what they could. Instead of sitting in a crowd and hearing him say about somebody else, they've done what they could. And basically he looks at them and says, well, what about you? When her opportunity presented itself, she took advantage of it, and she gave her best. She gave her best surrender. In Jesus' day, people did not eat at tables like we do. The tables were low to the floor. They would tend to recline and sit around the tables on pillows while they would eat their meal. Their heads would be here, but their feet would be extended there. When she came to Jesus, she came kneeling. Notice this. Uh, this is so powerful, and the Holy Ghost is just revealing this to me as I speak. This is so powerful. Jesus, she didn't come to his head. But she came to his feet. We want to come to Jesus head to head. 
thought to thought, mind to mind. We want to come to Jesus reasoning, talking, justifying. We want to come to him on the same level. We want to come to him as we have arrived, like we got it all together. Hallelujah. She did not come to his head. She came to his feet. She came to the lowest part of him. She came to where he was reclined and stretching out. She didn't come to his head. She didn't say, God, I'm going to reason with you. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to justify with you. I'm not going to come on equal playing ground or levels or, 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 or trying to boast myself in being better than anything that I can. No doubt somebody else brought something to Jesus and they came and brought it this way and handed it to him straightforward. She brought something to him and she brought it down here and surrender to him. Hallelujah. That's how we have to come to him. I want to do away with my thoughts, my, pre my preconceived ideas, my agendas, all the things that I think I've accomplished. I'm not as good as I think think I am. I'm not as great as I think I am. I'm not as handsome as I think I am. That's not true. I really am. I don't want to come to him like I have it all together and I've got everything worked out like I'm doing God a favor. That's what we do when we come to God face to face head to head, on equal terms and equal ground. We're saying, God, I'm doing you a favor. This is about me. This is not about you. This is what I can present to you. And God, I want to get a pat on your my back and I want you to tell me how good I am and all the things that I've done. That's not how we come to God. Hallelujah. I come to God and surrender. I don't come to God face to face, but I come to Him. Hallelujah. I come to him at his feet. Wednesday night, we washed our brother and sister's feet. And uh, I told you, I, 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 I mean, I, I got some feet here. The Bible says... Uh, Something about beautiful or the feet that carry the gospel or blessed or something. Amen. Brother, Brother Billy, I hope you felt that way. When you were looking at that one toe, I told you I wasn't real proud of, you know. I'm, I'm working on him. I'm trying to get him back in line where everything is. I got to do it. I, I got to get it lined out because... Uh, it keeps me from wearing sandals when I go on the cruise. <laughs> but when we came to our brother and our sister, we came to them like Jesus wants us to come to him. Humbly. In the spirit of service and humility. And the spirit of sacrifice. Hallelujah. That's what we have to do. When we come to Jesus, we come to him kneeling. 
She was making a statement of complete surrender by kneeling and anointing Jesus. She was giving her best surrender to him. Hallelujah. There were four classes of people who uh, uh, were anointed in that day. Kings, prophets, and the dead. We know that every time that she would anoint or pour a drop of oil on his feet, she was anointing him in the right way because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. When she would anoint him and pour a drop of oil on his feet, he was the high priest. He, she was anointing a priest. I'm thankful the scripture says we have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And he's touched with all things and all points that we are. When she came to him, pouring and breaking that oil on him, she was coming to the prophet because he is the prophet of ancients of days. Hallelujah. And he is the one that moves on the spirit of the prophets. And they speak with holy utterance. It was him through the Holy Ghost, the spirit moves on men of old as they began to speak and they began to write scripture hallelujah it wasn't out of order that she would anoint him as king he is king hallelujah it wasn't out of order that she would anoint him as priest she is he is high, our high priest it wasn't out of order that he she would anoint him as for the prophet because he is the most high holy prophet. But there was one more category and one more group that would be anointed. The dead. Because Jesus would tell those around her, she has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Hallelujah. You see, usually they would anoint the dead after they were dead. But you know what? He was given a prophecy of about what was going to take place. He was going to die. He was going to take the sins of the world on him. He who knew no sin would become sin. He in an imperfect world was perfect. And he would die on a cruel cross. Hallelujah. By the hands of man. Hallelujah. But he gave a promise. I may be dead. I may be dead for a while, but you destroy this body. In three days, I'm going to raise it up again. Hallelujah. I may be dead, but I'm going to take death, hell, and the grave, and I'm going to defeat it. I may be dead. Hallelujah. But I'm going to go to the enemy's camp, and I'm going to take back what he stole from me. I may be dead. Hallelujah. But look out, world. I'm not going to stay dead. I'm going to be alive forevermore. By kneeling and anointing Jesus, she gave her best surrender. And God, that's what I want to give you this year. I want to give you my best, God, in 2024. 
I want to give the best I can to the church. And I want to give the best I can to the revival that you are going to pour out in this community and those that are around us. There's a story. I'll tell this in closing. Sister Mahaney, if you could come. There's a story of four brothers. It's an ancient story of four brothers that were from the Middle East. These four brothers decided to have a great feast. And uh, the most important thing they needed at the feast was going to be wine. So they got together and they thought to themselves, wine is expensive. We're going to need a lot for this party that we're throwing. So let's determine how much we need and we'll divide the cost between the four of us. And we'll all bring an equal share and we will add that share to the common supply. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Amen. One of the brothers, wanting to avoid the cost, brought water instead of wine. Sounds like some of us on a, on a church day or a church activity. Sign-up sheet. I look by it. They brought it. I don't need to bring anything. I'll slip. Amen. Hello. Tell them we're in church. <laughs> he thought to himself, no one's going to notice. I'll let the others bear the costs. At the feast, to their surprise, when the wine was poured out, Brother Chris, all there was was water. Because the other three brothers, they had the same idea. Each of them thought, I'll let the other do it. That can't be the spirit of the church. It doesn't matter if it's in the natural or the spiritual. It doesn't matter if we're having a party, or if we're having a work day, if we're having a prayer meeting, or if we're having a sign-up sheet for a, a week of prayer, or if we're, we're fasting, or if we're what. We can't have the attitude that says, I'll let somebody else do it. Because one day, Brother Anthony, the wine will be poured out. I'm not the one who's going to be pouring it out. I'm not going to be the one who's delivered it. 
one of these days the wine will be poured out. And others may not notice, but the one who's pouring out the wine, he will know what our sacrifice is. Once again, I don't want to hold anything back. I don't want to wait. We must give our best sacrifice. We must give our best service. We must give our best surrender. The spirit that the church needs in 2024 is the spirit of this woman in Mark chapter 14. Let Jesus give the testimony of us. They hath done what they could. Amen. And when Jesus says that, we don't have to worry about anything else. Everything is okay. 2024. A new year. A new opportunity. A new day. Don't fret over the short, shortcomings of 2023. I could have given this, but I didn't. I could have surrendered that, but I didn't. I could have worshipped over that, but I didn't. I could have taught that. I could have lived that. I could have. When that becomes our testimony, that's what we live in. We live in what could have been. I listen to a podcast about every day. It's a sports podcast. I know some of you spiritual people listen to all the spiritual ones. I do too, but I listen to sports ones too. There's three guys on it. The host of the show, his name is Skip Bayless. And the other two, they mock him and call him If Bayless. Because he always says, if the referee would have made that call. If he would have caught that pass. If the temperature wouldn't have been as cold as it was. If, Brother Ildo, the right lineman would have reported in as eligible. So they laugh at him every Monday and call him If Bayless. I don't want to be laughed at and called If Mahaney. Because if I would have done it, I want to do it. If you didn't make the mark in 2023, I know I didn't. I know there were things that I came up short on. There were commitments that I made that I didn't follow through on. There were things that I wanted to do better at. This is the time to turn the page on that calendar. 
and say this is a new year. There's no going to be no ifs or what ifs or what could have been in my relationship with God. If you didn't pray enough in 2023, pray enough in 2024. If you weren't faithful enough to the house of the Lord, be faithful enough to the house of the Lord. If you skip paying your tithes in 2023 or giving to the cause of Christ, turn the page on it. Say, this year I'm not going to. I'm not going to slack. I'm not going to give. I, I'm not going to let it go by. I'm going to keep on doing it. If, if you haven't been all that God wanted you to be, today is the day. There's no time to hold back. There's no time to wait. We must give our best sacrifice. We must give our best service. We must give our best surrender. I want God to say of me, like he said of this woman in Mark chapter 14, he or she hath done what she could. Hallelujah. I wish we would lift our hands to the Lord and love him. In fact, I, I wish we would do this. As Sister Mahaney and the praise singer sing, I wish we would come around the front of this church, make up our minds that this is not going to be an if or what if year. That I'm going to be a living testimony read of men. That I'm going to give my best to God. This is my year to receive my healing. This is my year to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is my year to give myself in sacrifice. This is my year to be faithful to the church. This is my year. Hallelujah. Come on, let's take a step forward. We need to make room for everybody. I want everybody to be able to come around the church, front of the church. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to come standing if you could. Take a step forward. If you need to sit down, if you're a senior saint and you need to take a place of rest, but if you have strength in your body, this is about surrender. Find the strength in your body to give God a little bit of surrender in this place. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to God and allow